We are obviously a long way from uh, Greece and Sicily, two European locations that have been just rocked by wildfires this summer. We've talked about what's been going on in Alberta, right, Nova Scotia, this weekend in B.C., but um, over the course of a couple of weeks, almost 700 fires tore across Greece, uh, three dead, dozens more wounded. Tom Rockman is a writer and a columnist for the Globe and Mail. He is the author of uh, a newish novel called The Imposters. We've spoken with Tom before. Um, he just happened to be in Greece as all of this was happening, as as all hell broke loose, quite literally. And Tom joins us now. Tom, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Hey, a pleasure to be here. So a Greek vacation, I mean, hey, that, that's a bucket list item for a lot of people. I'm sure it was for you planning this months in advance, right, with no idea what might happen. Exactly. Uh, that's exactly how it went. And I think in hindsight that I was foolish because I should have thought about this. It's not like these um, heat waves and wildfires are just starting. But, of course, I think we haven't quite habituated to the fact that they're now an annual uh, nightmare every summer. And yeah. um Having had a complicated trip there, I also feel sorry for the locals who are whose tourist industry is probably going to collapse. Well, no, there's no question. But like you say, I mean, when you're planning a, a trip to certain parts of Europe, Greece, Italy, uh, in the summertime, you know it's going to be hot. I was in Spain and it was 40 plus degrees, so you know it's going to be hot. But at the same time, you can't really anticipate it being quite as drastic as you saw, right? I mean, you, you know it's going to be hot, but this is extraordinary. Yeah, and I, I think though that we are probably in a in a phase of just yeah. shifting our expectations a bit. I think that you know I remember trips to uh, to, to Southern Europe when I was younger, twenty years ago, let's say, and to have ex- you know scorchingly hot August was the norm, and you just yeah. managed you you brought your water and your sun hat and whatever it was, and you got on with it. Um, but I think that that it feels like the shift now is such that. These aren't just anomalies. These are what's to be expected, and they seem to be getting worse every year. I think that July was the hottest July on record in history. So, um, so these things these things are becoming more uh, more frequent, but also more perilous. Um, just tell us what it was like when you arrived. Was it already getting pretty sketchy, or did it start off? Was the vacation at the beginning sort of okay? It's hot, but 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 this is what you expected. Well, you know, it began with a lot of studying of the, the, the weather forecast, which showed it was going to be pretty hot, yeah. mid-30s and maybe climbing up to 40. And, and we, we got a place with the pool because we knew it was going to be warm. So we were getting on with our very hot vacation and spending as much time underwater as we possibly could and enjoying the fantastic Greek food and the hospitality and exploring. So it was wonderful to start. But about three days into it, I was planning a, a, um, a trip for us, a road trip uh, on, around the island of Rhodes where we were. And I noticed that on Google Maps, there was a strange icon I hadn't seen before, a little flame icon right in the middle of the map. And I clicked on it and it said wildfire warning. Well, you know, one knows, especially from Canada, that these things are happening nowadays. So I did a little bit of um, research into it as best I could, but it was difficult since I don't speak Greek. And I started to realize just from looking at Google Maps that this thing was a 14 minute drive away from me and the winds were blowing strong. So you knew that the potential was there. Now, at that time, do you start thinking, I'm going to have to change things or is it a wait and see approach? What were you thinking? Well, that kind of dilemma was exactly what we were yeah. what we were stuck with for the, for the trip. Exactly as you're putting it, those questions were ones that we struggled with all the time because we were thinking: Do we just get out of here as quickly as possible, 
or do we try to hang on to this vacation and a pricey vacation that we, as you said, we'd spend weeks and months preparing for and looking forward to and hoping that it would be a peaceful break. Um, and so we, we just sort of clung on to the vacation, hoping um, that we wouldn't get one of these frightening, uh, national emergency alerts that, that tri- is triggered on every single mobile phone in the area if there's a reason to evacuate. Gradually, more and more of the towns were being evacuated, including ones that were fairly close to where we were. So I remember at one point we were at a taverna meeting in the evening. And, and w- out of earshot of my young son, I went up to the owner and I tried to get a little bit of intel about what was going on. And I said, you know, is this is this coming towards us? And he wasn't really sure. He called a friend who was volunteering the firefighters and they said, well, it looks like it might be coming towards us. And I said, but, you know, we can go to sleep tonight and, and be at least check again in the morning. Right. And he said, look, fire moves pretty fast. And I was left with this this fear and this concern. Am I putting my family at jeopardy by by not doing anything? Or should we just rush to the airport? And so we went back and forth. And there were a lot of uh, there were there were certain days where it seemed so risky that we were my partner and I were sort of waking up in the middle of the night just to check the latest reports on social media and make sense of of these uh, these Greek tweets and things that we couldn't particularly understand. Just trying to piece together the map of where the the flames were. So. To put it mildly, it wasn't uh, wasn't exactly the ideal relaxing vacation we'd be shooting for. Certainly not. And was it was it smoky? Could you see fire? Were you constantly like did people were there people coming around? Authorities saying to you, "Hey, listen, you need to be ready to get out of here." And like, what was the level of um, urgency that you were experiencing? You know, in terms of, "Hey, you better be ready to go here." Well, one of the strange things was that there was that we really got very little information except for what we got over our phones now and then. So there was nobody coming around to warn us, nobody saying anything. Even the the rental company we had we had um, booked the the house from, when we called them for information, they were sort of dismissive and they clearly just didn't want to be to deal with this hassle. But you would sit at the beach one day thinking, okay, I'm going to try to put it out of my mind, and then you would see smoke billowing over the horizon behind the hills. And you start to think, wait a minute, you know, should I even be lying on the beach? How can I enjoy my smoothie and my swim at this point? And then uh, we went back to the house and and thought, okay, let's let's pack. We packed our things, not necessarily ready to leave, but ready to leave if we had to. And we thought, look, we'll cool down with a swim in the pool. We we go outside to the pool, and now you can smell smoke in the air. Um, so you just didn't really know that the probably the most direct alert we got was on the very last night that we had them. We were, again, we were thinking, hopefully we could just sleep through this night. And we, we went to bed at one forty in the morning. Um, our phone started bleeping with this terrifying emergency alert. Uh, and you look at this thing and it says that you know, if you were in the area of such and such and such and such, you must evacuate immediately. And it was, again, we didn't, we don't know the island mm-hmm. well enough to know exactly where these places are. So we're rushing to the maps, online maps, to try to figure out. And it was not us. It was just near us. But at that point, we thought, is it coming in our direction? Should we just head to the airport now? And by that, we did finally sort of drag ourselves through the whole to the airport. We found these, these, um, that almost every seat was taken up with, with, uh, tourists who had turned into sort of internally displaced refugees because they had had to flee parts of the island that actually had um, being evacuated because of wildfires and sometimes they couldn't get flights back they were they were just they'd been there for days in some cases it was a terrible scene when we were when i was handing back the keys for my rental car the woman in front of me handed back her keys and she just burst into sobs and ended up being comforted by the 
the woman at the rental car booth because the stress of this had been so awful. So it was it was it was peculiar. And that what was strange about it was that that not the entire island was in flames, of course. So there were parts that where they rely on tourists and they're trying to keep yeah. everything going as per normal. So you have your meal, you have your your day at the beach, and you can sort of, if you squint, you can avoid looking at it. But it was there in the background. You, you made the point earlier, and you do a great job of illustrating it in the piece you wrote in Globe and Mail, and it, it, it's sort of extrapolating this. Like like you say, that, that moment you just talked about, can I enjoy my smoothie and my swim on the beach as this fire looms off over the horizon? But you can extrapolate that, like you did take it larger. It's like, hey, can I just go ahead and plan a European vacation knowing full well that we've got a crisis on our hands globally it's it's a it's a it's a pretty jarring comparison but it makes perfect sense tom well yeah i mean i i found myself in the midst of this feeling like it was it was sort of like a microcosm of the whole experience that we're having with the climate climate uh threats that are facing us that that you're thinking do i just try to get on with my life and hope that some genius somewhere is going to solve this problem or should I be doing something different? Should we be should we be acting as if the the emergency is right now? And I think that one of the one of the, the struggles, and again, that felt like it was distilled into my experience in on the island of Rhodes, was that that you know there's something terrible happening, you know that something should be done, but you don't exactly know what. And I think that that's that is surely one of the most troubling parts of this this um, this crisis that we're in right now is that. I think pretty much everybody who's reasonable recognizes that this is here and it's getting worse, but we really don't quite know how to act. And and frustratingly, as far as I'm concerned, um, the political forces in the world just are not really able to to, to summon the, the force and the leadership to do anything about it, to do at least to do enough about it. Well, yeah, I mean, it, the, the alarm bells seem to be ringing pretty loudly. Uh, Tom, glad, glad you and the family made it home safely, and I really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much for your time.